This is the City and the Sound Music Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Holt. On today's podcast, we're interviewing the band The Frog Brothers from New Albany, Indiana. On this episode, we talk about their latest single they released called Clear Clear, them changing to be a three-piece band, and their album that they released last year. So before we get started with today's episode, what I want you to do is open your ears, expand your mind, and then take a listen to this. I'm here today with the Frog Brothers. Hello. How's it, go? How's it going, guys? Oh, pretty good. Pretty, pretty okay good. for a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so roll call of each of your guys' names. Um, I'm Zane. Uh, I'm Rocket. I play drums. Where's, where's old Patrick at? <laughs> There's a third guy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't exist. <laughs> I think that's that's our neighbor Tony um, <laughs> across the street. Where where is Patrick? I think he's in his car. Yeah, no, he's he's in he's in his new <laughs> Are you muted? <laughs> no, yeah, no, he's, Patrick. he's saying stuff. He's saying like he's right here. There he is. <laughs> you might have to use the phone's audio. <laughs> the phone's built-in microphone. Hello. There he hey. is. Yeah, that was, that was hey. weird. Uh, unplug and plug it back in. There you go. If, if nothing else works, that's the one that's going to work. Yeah, you, Power you down, know that, Josh. That's, that's software stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the computer guy knows that. Plug that shit back in. Um, so <laughs> I guess the first question I'd like to ask is, I guess... Um, so how did you guys, you know, what was kind of your, like, as far as your upbringing, you know, um, as kind of the music you guys kind of each, you know, listen to in your formative years? Uh, a, a lot of classic rock. Um, that was my, my mom and dad both listened to a ton of classic rock, like The Doors and Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Um, some, some country stuff. Uh, 
lots of Johnny Cash. But um, but yeah, ma- mainly mainly like classic rock for me. Yeah, I listen to a lot of punk, uh, like Rancid and uh, Rage Against. The I think I, I think he means like when you were like a little boy. Like what's your <laughs> oh, what's, oh no no like no like I guess like that that was like high school for me. Like when I was like a kid. I don't know. I was like grew up in like a Christian home and we weren't really allowed to listen to anything except Christian music at the time. So uh, okay. Yeah. I'm uh, I was always very phase oriented. So like I would just go through really deep phases. Like I had a big Beatles phase when I was younger. Um a Billy Joel. Um it's so, like classic rock stuff. Um definitely Marcy Playground. That was a really, really big one. Um <laughs> That, that's a deep cut right there. <laughs> oh, he loves Marcy. <laughs> yeah, kind of all over the place. Gotcha. So, were there's like, was there a moment you guys, you know, each individually, you know, like started to like, you know, kind of work on music more seriously, you know, like picking up instruments and everything like that? Um, I I joined my first band. There was a, there's a program up here um, called Rock School. Mm-hmm. that this music music uh shop had um i think i was in the third grade and we played green day covers um <laughs> but i did that for a few years then i quit doing it um and then i think i joined a band again in sixth grade and then i've just done it ever since so i've just always just always been doing it um i like kind of like i quit doing sports in like middle school and was just kind of music guy and floated from one band to the next. And and now I'm here with, with my buddies. And so it's, it's the most fun one yet. Yeah. Cool. I guess <laughs> when was the, um, I guess when was the moment, you know, like obviously you guys played, you know, each played music individually on yourselves. What was the moment you guys, you know, officially formed, you know, as a band, um, when was it, Pat? How many years ago? Uh, somewhere like, around three, I think. Two to three. Uh, okay. I yeah, joined I summer. I joined summer of twenty nineteen. Yeah, but, uh, it was probably Pat, summer of twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Like so, me and Pat were both in different bands. Um, mm-hmm. and Pat was in a in a punk band with Rocket uh, called Winston on Wheels, and they were kind of like coming to an end. And uh, my band had just came to an end. Um, so we started doing Frog Brothers. Um, and we've changed lineups like a ton since. Mm-hmm. But um, th- now it's kind of like just like the core group. And we're only a three-piece. But things are good. And it's a lot easier that way with like scheduling and, and everything. But, um, but yeah, we've, probably, we've been doing it for a few years now. But I I, th- I think like now we're finally like really like coming into a sound mm-hmm. and and figuring it out because we've we've done a whole lot of different kind of stuff. Funny thing uh, when I when you know when when I play with you guys like I had never watched the Lost Boys before so I was like that is the oddest name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like it's weird. I had Frog Brothers and I was like what is the fucking reference and then I was like the hey, Lost Boys okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lost Boys is number one. That's that's my like favorite movie. Um, but surprisingly, a lot of people don't know that. 
like very rarely people will know what it's a reference from. Yeah. And when they do it, it's always really cool. But most of the time they think it's just like, like one time someone asked if one of our last name was frog <laughs> and, and, <laughs> if, and if that was just, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Most people don't know. So it's, it's like an Easter egg. It's like a, you a little hidden reference. thing. Yeah. 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 So with uh, you guys, you guys want to you know, listen to you, want to see you guys play live. There's like a few bands you reminded me of. Um, and so, some of the ones that I, like immediately first came to mind was like, um, and I've seen you guys kind of talked about it, was uh, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Uh, okay. One was Pavement, I thought about. Um, okay. Another right big on. one I thought about was uh, Modest like Mouse. I don't know if Modest like, Mouse? Any, of those, any of those bands like kind of influenced the sound you guys were going for when you kind of formed. I think Pat a lot. Pat, you love Modest Mouse, right? Yeah, I, I I like them, and the last band I was in was very Modest Mouse influenced, and, and that's probably something that's just kind of carried with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I've I'm a fan of the earlier stuff. I haven't really listened to much of anything past you know the first couple albums, mm-hmm. but I do what I do like of them. I really really like so. Yeah, we're we're doing like things have changed. Like since we since we played with you last, we that show was the first time we'd ever played all the songs from the record we were about to record. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we like right after that show, I think it was like a month later, we went and recorded the record, and then COVID happened, and so we so we had to sit <laughs> As on always. the record. Yeah, yeah. So we sat on the record for like. 12 months and (laughs) in that 12 months we became like a totally different band and like sound really different um but uh but yeah so we we put out we just put out a single from what what will be the next ep and it's a little bit more like folk rocky i guess i don't even know really what to call it but um but yeah it's 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 different for sure one of the things i really liked about um this album I really like about you guys sound a lot and kind of just like um, is that it, it feels like it's really I know people use this word a lot for like movies and stuff like that but it's like it's really like that album seems like like literally like uh, what's that word world building because I feel like so many of the songs are just like individual oh, okay. stor- stories of like building, yeah like, yeah you know building like this location um, was it kind of I mean was it like a was it thought of as kind of like you know making like a concept sort of kind of each because each song is like a different kind of story or is it kind of just just the kind of just the way they came together as far as the songs went not as much there's a couple on there that were from my old band that were on a concept album like Mm -hmm. the song lavender fields that was uh a part of that and it was it's pretty like 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 that's like a like a scene and it's and everything and then apartment is another one that um was from that that concept album but the rest of them are it's just a a bunch of different stories and I, i like try to to like mainly write in stories so mm-hmm. i guess that's why it feels that way but um but yeah it, it's it, it's a lot of it's a lot of loose things thrown together that's all kind of written narratively it, i it, i wish it was one big thing that would be so much cooler <laughs> I, I i hope to do that again one day like whenever i was doing that in the last band i really mm-hmm. like kind of lost my mind yeah and that's all i would think about was like I could do this thing and it would tie into this song and, and yeah, it was, it was crazy. But, um, but yeah, so this is kind of a bunch of songs. But. So in the process of making an album, um, 
I know you said you guys released 12 months after, you know, like you guys were finally done recording it, but was like, as far as the recording album was recorded in like, you know, a few days or is it kind of, you know, because in a certain album could take like, you know, a week or so, you know, month yeah. to do it. Or was it kind of just like, you guys just like rocked it out, you know, in like a few days. We were at the recording studio for about three days. Mm-hmm. And then I think they took like three or four days to mix it. That's and, quick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had it all down pat and went in there and just like, just nonstop track tracking and overdubbing and, and got it got it all all recorded and is I, I want to say was it even three full days? No, uh, it, was it was like, like two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Well, m- most of it was live tracked, like all mm. the all the drums, the bass, most of the piano, the rhythm guitar. I think even djembe and stuff was all live tracked, and then we just had to do. We had like a day where we did overdubs and we added synths and stuff like that. And a vo- like a vocal half day with just vocals and harmonies and all that stuff. But we, we like kind of banged it out. Like we, we were like practicing nonstop yeah. before and, and really trying to get it. Um, Cause it's, it, it's expensive to, to record. So oh, we yeah. to like <laughs> really have our shit together. So we didn't have to pay more than we had to. There's a really good uh, a quote from like Wilco where they were, I think they're recording uh, Yankee uh, Delta Foxtrot, which, whichever that album that is. And like they're arguing in the studio and they're like, that's a $600 argument. <laughs> that's happening right now. You need to get yeah. done with this so we can record the rest of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other question I had was that, um, it's like, what is each of your guys, you know, and they're like, it's kind of hard to play favorites because, you know, each song is different. But is do each of you guys have a favorite song from the album? Oh. <laughs> It changes uh, for me. I would say overall, maybe Ghost on Silver Hills. But it's been, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like overall, like, because like definitely there's ones that I would prefer to listen to, like, and then that'll change. But I think overall, Ghost on Silver Hills is probably my favorite. Uh, I, I think um, Ghost on Silver Hill or, uh, so originally the news Betty Draper and apartment was all one song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like those three songs all together. Um, so I, I would say uh, the news and Betty Draper and apartment, like those, that three collective, I guess it's my favorite song or songs on the album. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, it's probably, it's probably ghost on silver Hill or um, lavender fields. Um, I like those ones a lot. They're a lot of fun. Ghost on Silver Hill, like, took like, yeah, it was like an idea for for like six months or a year. Yeah. Um, until it came out, I I used to be a landscaper, and one day I was like digging like this hole f- for this rich guy, mm-hmm. and and there was there was like this water tower off in the distance, and we were up on this massive hill, and there was this water tower really far away. And it looked like that there was somebody like standing on the top of it. And it was like so weird and creepy. And then I would, I'd be digging my hole and I'd look and then there wouldn't be anybody standing on top of it. Okay. And then I'd keep digging the hole and I'd look and then there would look like that guy was back and it was, it was a little spooky, but, um, the, the song ended up not being about that at all. That, <laughs> that, it, it ended up being a totally Side different note. ghost, <laughs> totally different ghost story. But, but yeah, but it was it had like 
sat and marinated for a long time in my head before I actually got it down. I think um probably my favorite song, and I'm a bit biased, but probably because I saw it live. Um, but I think I think when I saw it, I guess it was kind of a part of like a three part like thing. And I guess whenever you describe that, you're like it's kind of like this uh, Paul McCartney epic kind of song type thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's probably apartment just because. Like, okay. It's this something about that vocal line just gets me every time. <laughs> well, you know, I I love that you say that because I remember at that show you all like really getting down. Oh yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> and that that was really nice because I don't know if we'd ever played that live, and and it was it was really really uplifting like seeing you all like it so much. Um, so yeah, that's that's good to hear, man. When you guys make songs, is there like a conscious effort to try to you know, um, you kind of make songs that just like that definitely have like a, like a huge audience reaction as far as like, all right, this song's gonna make people dance or like, it's gonna be like a one to rock out towards it kind of just like the song just kind of comes organically and like that it reaches that conclusion. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think like a lot of times, like we want, at least I want them to be like, a lot of times they're fast um, and like dancey-ish. Um, that's kind of like a Rocket thing, Rocket's drum guy. What do you think, Rocket? Uh, I like them to be like, I guess songs that, especially as like a smaller band, I feel like most people see us like at a lot at a show. Mm-hmm. So I would rather like they're gonna pay more attention if it's faster and funner than if it's like a slower ballad if they don't know the music already. Yeah. So I think definitely uh fast, fast and fun and uh very listener friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can I guess not only reach a not like sell out but like reach a larger audience yeah but i think the the folk like the whole folky direction we're going in is pretty true to all of us in some way we're i mean we're from indiana so we got lots of corn here (laughs) (laughs) so so speaking of the direction like how did you guys you know what was the kind of process of recording the latest single steer clear so I, the, the, the studio we recorded the album at is, uh, it's called Postal Recording in Indianapolis. Um, and it's like an, a really old post office that they like converted into this really badass studio. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've, we've been, we recorded the album there. We, we recorded an EP there and we've kind of like became friends with them. Um, and then the guy who owns it was putting um, a roof on at his house and roofing like fucking sucks yes (laughs) and and he needed help and so i went up and helped him put a roof on for studio time um so so we went and i that was like last it was like last summer it was a while ago um so we went and we we'd we'd been working on this this next batch of songs this next ep um and we were like, well, we should we should use that that roof day and we'll go record a single. Um, and so we, we went up there. I don't know. It wasn't too long ago. A couple of months ago, I think. Um, it was, uh, was it in July 9th, I think? Yeah, January 9th. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're always no, we going went, the winter. We're always yeah. going January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know why that's cold. It is, it is. Well, yeah, they have heat have, in there now. They do have heat now. The last time we went, it was it was heated, but before it was never heated, and we stayed like in the top of the building. So we would uh, like sleep there, <laughs> and just be and just freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we went up there and we we live tracked most of it, um, all the tape, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think we just overdubbed uh, a guitar part, an organ, and vocals. But um, but no, it's a lot of fun. The new stuff is a lot more like rocking. There's like some like rocking stuff on the album, but the new stuff it's got a little bit more grit. Um, it's it's a, it's a little more folky ish. I don't even know what what to call it, but um, yeah, it's definitely in like a different a different vein. How is it for you guys to kind of you know adjust to everything that kind of went on with COVID? You know, as soon as you know. You said you guys were about to release the album, and then it's like, oh, mm-hmm. massive pandemic. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it kind of like a waiting it out thing. Like I felt like we didn't know like when the pandemic first started. We we're like, oh yeah, by June it will be good. Mm-hmm. And then June came around, and like, nope, can't play shows, can't promote this at all. And so then like we were able to play a couple shows over the summer because there's like this brewery that has a really big uh, beer garden. So we're like able to get a little exposure from that, but um, yeah, it was, I think it definitely put a dent in plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it kind of sucked because we, we had some good momentum going and we're like, we were like, like right around the time we did the album, like we were really kicking ass and like practicing a lot. And then like, shit, it was, it wasn't, I don't know how long after the album that it happened. But it it like really stopped everything, and then yeah, we didn't, probably we three didn't... like yeah like three like we recorded in January and then that all hit in like early March, yeah. so it wasn't much long after we recorded it. But we didn't we didn't practice for a minute, um, and then we got back to practicing. But you know there was nothing really to to practice for. Yeah. So we but it was good. So we we started doing new shit, um, and. I think that like pushed us to like learn a bunch of new stuff because we, we, we didn't even, I don't know. We didn't really even need to do the album stuff anymore. Like whenever we start playing shows again, like we'll do some stuff from the album, but I think we'll, we'll be like a different band by then. So yeah. we might be, might be pushing this next thing, whatever it is. So with kind of, you know, being like, as you know, I saw you guys, you guys were like a much kind of like, it seems like it might've been a, might've been a five piece or maybe I don't, Really, yeah, I think know, we were five. So what is it like about you know kind of renewed energy of like you know being in like a you know kind of a three piece band? You know, you got to think of all the famous three pieces like Rush, The Police, all those kind of bands. Like it's really kind of just like <laughs> yeah. that like relationship with just like the three of you guys. Like, is there just something like really kind of just is it just kind of just some there that really kind of makes it cool to be in a three piece? It makes uh, it plan for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just like really logistics are, are a lot easier, and, mm-hmm. and that's a big help. Just uh, it affects everything. Like lo- the logistics being simpler makes the songwriting easier. Like logistics of the songwriting is easier because you don't have to, like, oh, is this melody going to busy up this melody? Because there's less melodies, and you can really hammer down on, you know, what you have there, and it just mm-hmm. makes a a better sound i think in mm. my opinion and then you know when we record we can do the you know some key overdub and stuff that we want but it's not like trying to find a part for this many different people mm-hmm. like pat and i we we work together and we like spend every day together and then rocket i mean shit like he works at my girlfriend's store and he's like we're always hanging out and th- this is just kind of like we're all really really close um so it's i don't know it's just easier really and like being a three-piece now like we have to like 
think differently. I can't just play chords. If I just play chords, like it gets boring. So like everyone's kind of like getting in their lanes and, and making everything work. But but I don't know. I I think the the three is definitely, it's definitely more us. There were, there were times when we were a big band that like, it would get messy, like, Mm -hmm. like with everything going on. And I don't know. I, I, I think for like what we're doing, like the new sound or whatever, like the three piece makes way more sense. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just better. It's better. And I guess you know, being with a three piece, there's more space to explore because there's not so many elements in it to where you get to, you know, just, yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, if, if this part needs a, a djembe part, then cool. We can put a djembe part on it, but it's yeah. not like, you know, we don't have to I make was... a djembe part for every song. <laughs> yeah. Just using that example because you know, he's still in the <laughs> yeah, band. no, no. Like I was, <laughs> I was playing, I was playing djembe on every song. Like when we went into like record uh, Mallard Creek, like they're like, you want djembe on this one, and this one, and this one, and like when they like sat us down and like we were done like recording and we we're mixing it, they're like, all right, so so they know we're gonna like, I don't know like what you're going for here. But I assume you don't want like the djembe like equal with everything else on every song. So, but it is nice to be on kit now. One thing I thought was cool is that, um, as kind of Zane was telling me earlier, that you guys own a food truck. Like, what was kind of the story behind that? We just hated our jobs. <laughs> Patrick was a really yeah. good cook and we lived together. Um, mm-hmm. Pat worked for the city as a traffic cop and I was a landscaper digging holes. And, uh, it was, it was a long day of us both me digging holes and him feeling bad for writing tickets. (laughs) And it was awful. (laughs) And, and he just kind of said like, yeah, you know, I think I'd like to open a food truck. And I said, well, you know, I, I, that would be fun. I would like that too. I said, you know, we bought a truck. Yeah, there was there was one for sale down the street and we we both had like a little bit of money saved up and were able to get it and we we bought that a couple Augusts ago. Uh was it a year and a half ago, I guess. Um and then so we were like gearing up to be food truck guys and then covid happened. Yeah. So so we put that on hold too. Mm-hmm. Um but no, it's 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 great. Like we work a lot, but um but it's, it's cool. We, um, we go and we sell chicken to all the teachers in our County for lunch. And then at dinner time, we go to different neighborhoods and sell chicken over in the neighborhoods. But, um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. We're able to be like creative with it. Like we have like a comic book. We have like a chicken man named Cosmo. <laughs> who's like our mascot. Mm-hmm. And there's like a comic of like, it's called the Cosmo Chronicles and he goes like on adventures and like, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Is um have you guys ever like thought about the idea of like like you know like driving around like in the food truck like playing like a a gig in it? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be very cool. Yeah, may- maybe one day like we can go on tour and and bring the food truck. Like, and if we're really cool, we could sell merch out of the food truck, and you could get some chicken too. <laughs> that would be fun. But it's it, it's like a massive trailer. It's like yeah. it's like pulling a semi truck. Hmm. So, so going really far would, would it would kind of suck because yeah. <laughs> it's so big. But um, that'd be fun. That'd be well, really I guess, fun. I guess now you guys you know have the ambulance. <laughs> like, we got we got the ambulance. Yeah. 
Wolves I've got it. I've got it full of bullshit right now, so you can't really see too much in there. But um, but yeah, this is whenever we can go on tour, this will be the the tour bus. What was the story behind that? Because I I've never heard of someone selling ambulance like that is hilarious. Um, well, I I wrecked my car and I had a little bit of insurance money, and I was gonna buy like a big like Ford Transit van or a Sprinter mm-hmm. van. Um, and and I wanted to get something that could like do four wheel drive and could like maybe pull a trailer if like we ever got another food trailer and wanted to pull something with it. Um, and all of those vans, the only one that can do four wheel drive is a Mercedes and it's really expensive and, uh, none of them can really pull very much. And, um, then one day I I was talking to my aunt about it. She lives in Chicago and, um, she, her, her girlfriend is an emergency room doctor. And she sent me this, this, this video. And it was this, this guy who had turned an ambulance into like a camper. And she was like, you should do this. And there's like so many of them for sale. They have to like retire them after however many years. Um, and I like looked online and, and I found one in Texas and I was going to go down to Texas and buy it. And then it ended up falling through. And then I found this one in Chicago, right by where my aunt lived. And, uh, it's pretty sweet. It does all the things. I can stand up in it. Patrick can't. He's too tall. But it's 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 got it's got electricity in it. It's got a heater and air conditioning. We can all hopefully all have a bed in it soon enough, and so we'll all be able to sleep in it and have like heat and air. And it can it can pull a trailer if we want to bring a little trailer to put the gear in, or we can probably we could probably fit all the gear in it and sleep in it still. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. No, it's, it's like a van on steroids. It's like a super van. So it's, yeah, I love it. I get a lot of weird looks. But, but you I, guys but can I like, like spray it. paint, you know, the band logo on the side of it. Yeah, that'd be badass. That'd be cool. So but one yeah, thing, no. One thing I really thought was interesting is, um, you know, it was really funny was that when we, when we played in, um, uh kentucky we you know we drove across the bridge we're like how the hell did we get to indiana (laughs) and then we (laughs) turned right back around but um you know being new albany or anything like that um you know it's right across you know from you know louisville like Mm -hmm. my bridge and it's also but it's still indiana like is there is there a certain vibe that like being in that town like contributes to the music that you guys make i would say absolutely uh just based on other bands that are specifically from new albany not louisville there is kind of a cohesive sound about all of them, especially with what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. But I would say, yeah. Yeah, there's like a, there's, I don't know if you ever heard of the band Houndmouth. Like we, uh, we look up to them a lot, I think. Um, and they're, they're from here and they're like a really big, I don't know, like folk rock alt country thing. Mm-hmm. And um, but we, we get a lot of influence from them. Um, and then like, Louisville's got like my morning jackets from Louisville. Like there's that's kind of, you know, it's like psychedelic, like, but there's some folky stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And, and there's de- there's definitely like a like a sound over here. And like we're at New Albany, yeah. like we've got our thing, but we're we're really close to Louisville. Um so we we get a lot of that as well, I think. It's, it's just 10 minutes. So I guess what would you say is the, you know, kind of for the future for the band going forward at this time? I think EP, and yep, then maybe. Uh, go ahead. You can talk. You, you talk. I'm talking too much. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no. So yeah, we've got. We're recording EP. We're gonna try to self-record it. We've got one song 
pretty much done. We're going to do some changes on that. We recorded ourselves and that sounded pretty good. We got a few more songs that we're recording with that. Push that. Start playing shows when we can, which is looking like it's going to be fairly soon. Um, but yeah, playing, recording, releasing. Hopefully whenever it, it gets cold, we can tour. We'll probably take take a little bit of time off on the food truck mm-hmm. and get on the road if all that is happening again. But um, yeah, yeah, we're we're definitely like right now we're like we're like moving. Like we earlier today we recorded a music video for for our last single and like we're getting the ball rolling again and really trying to do it. Cool. Well, guys, I really want to thank you for letting me be part of this interview, guys. I love you guys' music. And thank so you. Thank you for having us. You got. No, it's no problem. So where can I appreciate we... all the uh, support. So where can we, uh, you know, find your guys' music? You can find our music. Um, it is on all of the things. Um, it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. YouTube. Everyone always says that. <laughs> yeah, title's, title's cool. Yeah, I don't do it. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> yeah, we are on Shazam. TikTok. You can find Pandora. Yeah. I, I, think it's on, I think it's on the TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, we're yeah, no, on it all, is. The, no. all the places. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dope. Well, you guys have a good one. You too, dude. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Good talking to you. Appreciate it. I want to thank the Frog Brothers for being on today's episode. And I want to thank you guys looking at the new album, Steer Clear, which is out everywhere on all stream platforms at this time. So, to quote a frog, I'm going to see you guys in the flippity flop. That was terrible, but I will see you guys next one. This is the Shittiness Sound Music Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. You have a good one.